What is up, people? My name is JP. You're tuned in. Say people of Earth. Yeah, yeah. You know, Earthlings, humanoids, troglodytes. Uh, all, all you folks, you know, uh, we love you. Thanks for tuning in. You're uh, tuning in to uh, PGTV. My name is JP, joined by uh, Zandra and DJ. What's up, guys? You guys doing all right today? I am. I'm really happy to hear that, man. It's been it's been a pretty all right day. What about you, DJ? How you doing over there? It's good. Awesome. Today on the episode, we are going quiet into... As <laughs> quiet as always. Sandbagging son of a... <laughs> So uh, we're talking about a whole bunch of stuff today. We got some uh, guilty media. So what do we what do we like that might be a dirty little dirty little secret? Well, uh, actually, before we get into that, you know, how's the week been? I know you asked about the day, but like, how's the week? You know, overall, how's your week, JP? No one asked you. Um, it's been all right. Uh, I'm in the middle of uh, renovating one of. Uh, I guess it's uh, my old bedroom at my house because i mean i I live in what used to be my childhood home or i guess it still is my childhood home it will always be my childhood home until it's not there i guess even when it's not there it's i I don't know what i'm saying at this point but (laughs) in the house where i grew up that i now own my former bedroom is now getting turned into my daughter's bedroom which is kind of neat little uh you know circle of life action happening there and so we just primed the ceiling. I just painted the ceiling, which was like the the color of the room was like this like aquamarine blue that I picked. Ooh. But I was stupid and was like, I'm going to make a frame, a big rectangular frame around the ceiling of my room in the same color as my walls. I'm like, in my head, it'll make it look like a vaulted ceiling. It did not. It looked weird. And it's been like that since I was like 13 years old. I was eventually going to like paint a mural in the middle of it and everything, but I forgot that I suck at art. So, (laughs) you know, that never happened. But I painted the room. We're uh, in the middle of getting some new stuff in there, and she's eventually going to move into that room, which is kind of neat. It'll be nice to get her out of the smaller room that she's in right now. Yeah. So what about you, DJ? How how was your week? Ah, you know, it's it's, uh, same old, same old, you know, just uh, going through the motions, I guess, you know. Had an exam this past Tuesday. Feels like I have an exam every week. But, uh, you know, how'd you just, do? Uh, just, I don't know. Is this the same exam that you were telling me about last week where you were like, I have no idea what's going on? The one in your numbers class? Yes. Ah. So, like, <laughs> I I showed up and I looked at the exam. And, like, the, the way this exam is split up, it's, like, one part's multiple choice and then the other half is, like, write in your own answers. And so when I was filling it out, I, I kept looking and I'm like, I know half of every question I've answered. I know like half of it, but I don't know all of the of it. So I'm like going like, man, I know how to solve half of this question, not <laughs> all of it. So I don't I genuinely don't know how I will do on this exam. Last exam, I kind of felt the same way. I got like an 80. So I'm pr- I uh, you know, hopes are up. What about you? Zandra. Okay. Yeah. Forget- <laughs> I thought you were asking him again. I thought I you like, forgot okay. her name straight up. No. <laughs> How about you? I just, I, just, I, just, I just thought it was like a process of elimination, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You were like looking at him, so I was like, okay. I just look. Okay. <laughs> no, so. I don't know why I've been doing that a lot. I'm just like, <laughs> like Professor Umbridge type of like little cackle. Just. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but uh, how, how's your week been? Um, not great, but it's okay. Well, we're happy that you're here. Thanks. You know, I'm right? happy we're, to be here. Yeah, and we're happy to be able to uh, be joined by our uh, worldwide audience on uh, <laughs> Spotify. Because we're so famous. Because <laughs> yeah, we're so famous. The only reason it's worldwide is because you're using a VPN in, like, Switzerland or something. No, first off, shh. <laughs> the government's going to come. Did you listen to none of our last few episodes? We don't do VPNs here. We don't. So, um, as I was saying, uh, this week we are talking uh, Guilty Pleasure Media, and that's not what you guys think, you nasties. Uh, we're talking about maybe your dirty little secret. What what do you what kind of type of media do you like and do you enjoy that may not uh, may not be in the mainstream? We're also talking about some impactful media that uh, may have come from a place that uh, is a little unexpected. Uh, we recently watched a video featuring uh, comedian Mark Normand. Talking I did about, not watch this video. Oh, we will we will watch it. We'll take a quick break and we'll, we will watch that. But um, yeah, so it's uh, featuring Mark Normand where he talks about uh, the lack of buffer and the uh, lack of understanding and oh, what else? Like the uh, the lack of uh, being too quick to uh, to judge, judge and. Yeah. Yeah. And, and throw hate oh, at people that just don't understand. Was it that TikTok? Yes. Okay, now I remember. Yeah, and, I thought it was uh, like a whole YouTube video. <laughs> no, no, no. W- wait, was it that TikTok? It's like there were a million. Yeah, there's more there many TikToks. You both know what I'm talking about, so yeah. I don't need to specify. Well, you know who and doesn't? The audience. I don't yeah. care. So we'll, we'll get into all that, and then we're also going to get into a quick and rather... Uh, thought-provoking game of would you rather so but let's <laughs> I would dive, rather not let's dive headfirst into guilty media so we Too bet we have a few on here that were uh written down by uh one dj squared uh so what's cringy that you love so we've got cable tv on here so i'm assuming that you've got some ideas about cable tv mm-hmm. uh 2010's girl pop okay and yes okay. That, that that is mine personally i, I i'll Pull up. You you continue. Uh, 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 that's not girl that's pop. Not girl that's pop, that's a boy band, and that is big, big time, time rush. Rush is definitely considered girl pop. But they're it's boys. For the but they're boys. But so it's so for you're. The I think you're trying to incite violence onto this podcast, and I'm just not gonna take it. You know, I I'm not gonna take the I literally was talking to my manager about it, and she was like, "Doesn't he know that's for girls?" And while I don't like appreciate that, like take, that's definitely like the culture around big time rush. Yeah, you so know, you know if how you I guys know. are hold on, if you guys are just now joining us, we've got like a little running gag here on uh, PGTV. So your one uh, super producer DJ over here is actually a big, uh, and I would I almost said low key, but it's definitely not low. No. It's like high key. Mm-hmm. You were high key a big time Rush fan, and if you, yes. those of you who may not remember or know who Big Time Rush is, like me, and had to do some ferocious googling while I'm talking about <laughs> this, uh, Big Time Rush was a made for TV band uh, by Nickelodeon. And yes. they ended up spinning off into becoming an actual band who then put out some records and uh, like went touring. Yeah, kind of like the Monkees. It's like, do you remember, like, Austin and Allie? It's one of those things where it's a show about musicians and they... Do, do I remember what? Austin and Allie. I'm sorry. I keep, who, are, who are Austin and Allie? I keep forgetting. You, uh, Austin and Allie was a show on Disney Channel uh, right around probably early to mid-2010s. And uh, it was basically about this musician, uh, Austin, who's very talented. And then you have Allie, who is, like, kind of shy. 
kind of a introvert who writes music and the music is written so well that Austin uses it in his performance and they're, they're like a combo and that's like basically the point of the show is that she writes the music for him and he does the show. Is that the girl from Modern Family? No. I, I can tell you right now, no. No? No? But is that the one in the middle? It's not no. her. The, it, it's oh, not no, her. that's a boy, isn't it, in no. Modern Family? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh I'm my sorry. god. That looks just like it. I, I don't I man, I'm gonna have to Google this uh this you're, boy the You're the worst. But anyway, so Big Time Rush is like one of those shows where it's a show about a group of guys from Minnesota who um a like talent search type like uh competition comes around to their city and uh I think one of the group wants to be a big star. The name is I think his name is James. And eventually you realize, like, kind of like the, so, like, he's kind of like the leader of this four-man group, Kendall. So you have Kendall, James, uh, Logan, and Carlos. Okay. And so you have Kendall who, like, goes up there and he sings a song about, like, the producer guy who's being a jerk to all these contestants. And Kendall gets up there and sings a really crude song about the producer calling him a giant turd. Okay. It's literally, it's literally just the song, him going, you're a giant turd. <laughs> it's honestly funny. And the producer is like, kind of like, wow, you're actually like really good musically. Uh, how about we sign you and we'll take you to like Hollywood. Yeah. And he's like, I ain't going without my boys. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically it. And then all the boys sing and the producers are like, wow, we got a boy band here. That's really, that's really cool. And so that's basically the show. These four Minnesota kids who love hockey, going to Hollywood, being like a boy band, pop rock stars, and kind of living that life. So okay. there's a bunch of hijinks. You know, it's a Nickelodeon show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, one of the things that, I mean, I, I never watched Austin and Allie. Is it Allie? Austin right. and Allie. Austin, okay, so I never watched Austin and Allie. And I, I wasn't a huge fan of this show, but I did watch it. I, I, I'm not going to lie about it either. I watched the Naked Brothers Band. Um, mm -hmm. That was on, I think, Nickelodeon as well. And it was like these three uh, Latino brothers and uh, their, I think like their dad was also a musician or something. I might be misremembering that. It's been a I long time. I don't remember. Time. I wasn't that into it. But uh, I remember they, they put out an album, but it was one of those like just like we're on Nickelodeon and it was the Nickelodeon songs. Like they didn't go out of their way to like be an actual band in the real world, kind of like how Big Time Rush was. Or like... Uh, what was that other band that started out? Not the Monkees, but like, it, wasn't there another band around that same time that Big Time Rush was getting big that uh, had a show? Or no, no, no I'm, I'm thinking of uh, what's your name, Miley Cyrus, Hannah Montana. Uh, it's not the same time. No, no, it was. It was I don't know. Well, Hannah, no, Brothers Hannah Montana was after. And I, I was not talking about Big Time Rush. Wasn't Big Time Rush and Hannah Montana on no, around the Big same time? No, Big Time Rush was definitely after. Okay. Yeah. And, well, anyway. I, and I do want to correct you. Big Time Rush was a band previously to their show. They were signed by Nickelodeon and then given their show, Big Time Rush. And that was like back in 2009. The show ran from 2009 to 2013. And just so we, just so the people at home are clear, you just Googled this. You're not like a savant. No. Uh, <laughs> all the Big Time Rush uh, lore. My, every Big Time Rush episode was literally a fever dream. It was, cons it was a consistent uh, sound of like... Uh, comic soundboard being pressed all at the same time with weird like skits it, it's a great show if you're like eight it's like just a lot of stuff going on but uh the reason like i like big time rush was even their songs back then they're just catchy 
I mean, like, like it, what, what what was uh, like, let's say your favorite big time rush song? Like, hit me hit me with like two verses or like a verse and a chorus. That's like a loaded question, but my favorite big time rush song would have to be the classic, um, right here. Tell I forget about you. So it's like, oh, we got to you got to tell I forget about you. You got the like the city is ours. You got worldwide and worldwide is kind of like it's got to be one of my. It's got to be one of my favorites because it's actually a it's a sad song and all it's you hear is them going, huh? I, I did a Continue. pitbull reference. Sorry, pitbull? I just didn't want him to feel ignored. Mr. Worldwide, T Pain. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> I think that Dale. one song. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm not gonna sing. But like, Big Time Rush, like for all the seasons that it was on, they always produced like good music. And then I think they released an album outside of their show but then they kind of disappear they all went their separate ways uh they each like started their own independent careers like kendall and uh logan and james and all that they all did their own thing carlos became a dad and so <laughs> like you know, and uh, you know in, in the show no or like, like irl like irl he just okay. like when i don't think he really like did anything he just became a dad he's like i i'm tired of being in a boy band i'm gonna go have sex <laughs> <laughs> Said. I'm gonna have sex with a girl, with a human girl. Yeah. <laughs> why are you assuming it's you? Why assuming more? it's human? <laughs> why are you? Why are you making that clear? Hey, <laughs> because you know, do you, you not know? have it's it's, it's, not, it's 2023, baby. Do you not have sex All, with the humans? gloves are off, man? But uh, anyway, the reason I bring Big Time Rush up and like the kind of love for him is like re. Uh, resurfaced, rekindled, is that in 2020, uh, during the COVID pandemic, the band reunited virtually to sing their song worldwide. Everyone was just trying to coast in 2020, weren't they? Yeah, and in 2021, in July, they released a video saying that they were going to be reuniting for uh, a group of, like, several tours occurring in December of that year, and then they started releasing new music, and then they've just kind of, like, been on it, you know? They've been back. Holding reunion tours, going around, and everyone has loved it, and it's all been a good time. No, it's like uh, how the Backstreet Boys are still out there, you know, just doing their Backstreet Boys stuff. Like they 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 and hooked I'll, up with uh, the they linked up with New Kids on the Block. Yeah, New Kids on the Block. Yeah, was, I I'm not gonna lie, I would have gone to see that. I was a huge fan of the Backstreet Boys in like the late '90s when I was like really little. I remember having like a whole bunch. Like, I'm talking maybe like. At least six or seven different Backstreet Boys CDs, like bought from the store, not ripped or burned CDs. Like these were legitimate. I spent money. I, I gave I gave Walmart and Fye a, a nice chunk of allowance. I don't know what that means. Fye for your entertainment is a store kind of like. Uh, Have you not been to West Town Mall? No. Oh no, he doesn't. He doesn't go that far into the city. First of all, you need to go to West Town Mall. Okay. But anyway, There's it's like it's, it's a it's a music and entertainment store, you know, music, movies, and like toys and stuff like that. Um, I know what the, I know what the concept of a mall is. I'm sorry. No, I was talking about <laughs> Fye, like the store. You were saying that you didn't understand. Oh, so I was. I didn't know that was a store. I thought that was like an acronym for something. Fye for, for your, your entertainment. entertainment. Yeah, yeah, that's but the I name of the store. I didn't know that was. They an had like yeah. it's like a Best Buy, but just music. And I really wanted it. Yeah. They had a, a really nice chess set with uh, the Game of Thrones characters uh, maybe like a, two years ago or so that I really, really wanted, even though I don't really give a shit about Game of Thrones. Um, but anyway, so that's your guilty meet. So, uh, you had uh, the girl pop boy bands. 
uh, like 2010s. Like if you went like and looked at let's say 2008 through 2013 Billboard Top 100s, I have probably 500 songs. Like from I, that billboard, on I my feel playlist. like yeah, I feel like uh, Kelly Clarkson has at least three songs on there, bro. <laughs> that one, uh, Kesha. Uh, As you should. Which one? Which ones? Uh, I don't even bother looking just it up. Just dance. That's uh, Lady Gaga. No, I'm trying to think. It was on Just Dance, the the game. The TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. Uh, there was uh, what was the 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 timber. Timber. with a pit bull. It's going down. I'm yelling, Timber! Um, your love is my drug. Oh, that Jason one was Derulo. good. I, I liked your love is my drug. Jason Derulo. Oh, yeah. Jason Derulo. It just like stares off into the distance. Silence. Silence. Jason Derulo. <laughs> uh, Die Young. Oh, Die Young is a good one. Uh, Die Young. Cannibal. Cannibal was I love good. Cannibal. Cannibal was good. It's so no, campy. I mean, Kesha doesn't get, I feel like Kesha doesn't get a uh, her her just due because of the Dr. Luke thing that happened. Uh, and I mean, I'm not going to lie. She kind of looks a little insane here lately. But, and she, I, I feel like she looks like she's aged. She's processing right? trauma, so I can't yeah, blame her. Yeah, no, like, I, I feel like it's just, it's tough dealing with what she's dealing with. But, you know, wish Kesha the best. Do another album with Diddy. That's yeah. all I'm saying. But you also got songs like Jesse J, like Domino, and Domino. then you got like uh, somebody I used to know. Oh, Godier? That song's Godier? so good, and like the legit version of it is not on Spotify, and that upsets me. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like you got Jay Sean, you got Sean Kingston. I'm even. We be burning? I'm going to. Oh, no, that's a Sean Paul. Never mind. Sorry. Eeny Meeny. Uh, what? Eeny Meeny, Sean Kingston song. Eeny Meeny. Nothing. Eeny Meeny, My Nemo Lover. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing on that. One. Really? Wait, yeah, was that? Sorry. Was that? I don't know if that was Sean Kingston or that. What? I know it was Sean Kingston and Justin Bieber. I don't know if they just put that under Justin Bieber's name. I think I it think, might. I think I remember seeing Eeny Meeny now. Uh, yeah, like the the title of it on like the Billboard charts. But okay, so we've got that. What about you, Zandra? What do you have any uh, guilty pleasure media? So I don't feel guilt about my pleasure, but there's definitely like Gross. some cringe. Shut <laughs> you're, up! You're, you're disgusting. disgusting. Nice. Jinx. Oh. You can't talk. You can't. You can't talk for the rest of the podcast. You can't. Not until I say your name, so you can't talk. This has been PGTV. Hit the button. <laughs> <laughs> now you're gonna get bad luck. Yeah. Uh, what's your guilty oh, media? Well. Uh, is it, is I've definitely it, liked some cringy things in the past, which is why I put this on here is because I wanted to specifically talk about this. Okay. So what did you find on Tumblr? It, this has nothing to do with Tumblr, actually. I'm and surprised I still have a Tumblr doesn't. account, so fuck off. Anyway. I thought the Tumblr... I, I thought fun. It, I thought it disappeared. And it's I didn't funny. know that it was still a thing. No, when they were bought by Yahoo and then, like, Tumblr, instead of actually getting rid of, like, the pedophiles that were rampant on the app, decided to ban porn instead... So everyone left the app. <laughs> and then the, yeah. yeah, that's the problem. They ban porn, and then everyone's like, you know what? This app has ran its usefulness. Yeah, I guess that we don't actually need Tumblr. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's having a bit of a resurgence, and I'm not mad about it. It's a good time. Yeah, so what, what, uh, what, what are you talking about? So when I was like eight, um, I was allowed internet access too young, and I was like scrolling through YouTube and stumbled across these 
what are basically like slideshow compilations of Invader Zim fan art. Oh no. Set to like, <laughs> thanks oh. for the memories by Fallout no. Boy. There's no way. And I would watch those all the time. Would they make like, would they make like their own characters and put them into the slideshow? Hmm? Would they? Not the would, ones that I saw. Because I've seen like a couple, like just with any, like with any like show or like video game or whatever, where they would put, they would create their own character and put it within the mythos of whatever they were creating. I feel like that would have happened with Invader Zim. I mean, probably, but not the ones that I watched. But if you go through my YouTube account history on my grandmother's laptop, it's there. <laughs> oh, my. okay. Specifically only on that one laptop? That is the only computer that I had access to because we were poor. Uh I would have just destroyed that laptop. I'd be like, no one needs to know all there these things. There was a house fire, things. Grandma. <laughs> I don't feel guilt about the things that I like. No, see, like I that, recognize that, it's cringy, but like that was part of me becoming me. Yeah, see, my thing is, and, and this isn't to like put myself up on a pedestal or like be like, oh, I'm just like the coolest motherfucker ever that ever lived. I honestly can't think of anything that I liked that I would consider cringy. You know? And I don't, I don't know if that's just saying the, the exact Batman same movies? thing. I, I wouldn't call those cringy. I just call them bad. But like, I like, I like bad movies. What every about, once in a what while. about even now? You don't like, like, uh, Lord, I'm trying to think of something like right now. You just don't like anything cringy. Anything. It's I, not that I, I that I go out of my way to dislike something that's cringy. I just. I wouldn't ever apply, and I, I guess it is what you were saying, Xandra. I would never apply the term cringy to something that I like because I'm not a I'm not ashamed of the things I like. It's literally to the point where I'm like I cannot think of anything that I like that I would consider cringy. I mean, uh, uh, old wrestling clips maybe it's that, that not are kind of like I'm dumb. Considering it cringy though, it's like I know other people. Other people, would be right? Like, a vast majority would be like that's cringe. I mean, I, I pro wrestling maybe. Okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I see what you're trying to do there. No. No, yeah. I mean, like, I, in some A lot of people ways, would consider, like, being a metalhead cringe. Oh, I mean, I, a lot of people would consider being Hispanic cringe, but, you know. Skill that issue would there. Be racist. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying, uh, I'm not saying that I, I am not saying that I would consider it cringy. What I am saying is that other people might. They're like, ew. I'm not, yeah, I'm not <laughs> saying. That would be awful. I'm not saying I would consider it cringy either. I'm just saying it's a skill issue. And you know, I'm just kidding. We're just we're just joking here. No, I, but I, like I heard that very we're very skilled workers. So, can I say this though? Big time rush is all right. Yeah, I've been telling y'all that for like a year now. Did it did it hurt to say I that? I haven't known you for a year. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you guys really haven't. Yeah, that's weird. That's why I said like it's like a an indetermined it's span been of like time since January. <laughs> That's like a year. No. That Mentally. Was like four months ago. Uh, four, 12, divide by three. It's like, it's fine. <laughs> so that was Guilty Media. And to put a bow on that segment, we will move on to the next one. That is Impactful Media. So the quote that I've got here is actually from a Spy Kids movie. And I'm going to let you, DJ, take this one because you're the one that brought it to my attention. I, I, I think that it's actually pretty a, a really good quote. I think it's a really good quote, and I mean, just reading it on here, it's kind of what we were talking about, like the Steve Buscemi thing, where you've got Steve Buscemi will just kind of pop up in a movie, drop some real emotional like line on you, and it's like, bruh, 
like what the fuck this is a wendy's like what, what are you what are you doing <laughs> sir this is a wendy's <laughs> it's like you didn't even get paid for this cameo and you're just like showing up and like dropping he a gets bomb paid on and being able to drop bombs on you no exactly it's the satisfaction but uh yeah uh yeah, so <laughs> the the quote from Spy Kids 2, it's kind of infamous, is like you have the main characters, Carmen and June, Junie. They have found this secret laboratory inside of this volcano, and they meet Steve Buscemi's character, who is like... Is he the bad guy? He's not the bad guy. They presume him to be the bad guy, but he's just like a scientist who is like experimenting. So the whole point of Spy Kids 2, I know... You, you don't know, so I'm going to... Yeah, because I, I saw Spy Kids 2, but I saw it in theaters when it came out and then never again. And I'm pretty sure Spy Kids 2 came out before you were born, maybe. But um, I was... Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know how old I was when I saw it. Well, let's look that up. But, um, how anyway, about we do that? Anyway, so like the point is like Steve Buscemi's character in Spy Kids 2... 2002. Is, 2002. I wasn't oh born. Oh, my God. Yeah, Spy Kids 2, The Island two. of Lost Dreams. I literally watched that in theaters. I remember going to the theater in the uh, Hamilton Place Mall in Chattanooga and watching that. Yeah. yeah. So, moving on. But anyway, so I'm old. Steve Buscemi's character is doing this scientific uh, stuff where he's trying to basically uh, create, like, uh, he's trying to, like, shrink animals. That's what he's trying to do. So he's, like, shrinking, like, pigs and, like lions and like all these massive animals and then like he's doing it with like also dinosaurs too because he could because it's spy kids shut up and ultimately it gets like to the point where he uh messes up some of his stuff messes up some of his science goobly yuck and uh he uh <laughs> he makes these amalgamations of animals and they're huge monk they're ginormous and uh -huh. they're dangerous, and so he's cut himself off, and he's just now hiding in the island with all of these creations that he made. So, you, like, you have a, a ginormous pig with like wings, and you got like a two-headed uh, dinosaur that's right. like half. I think it's like a dinosaur mixed with a snake. Mm -hmm. And so uh, he's talking to Carmen and Junie, and like they're like, "Why are you hidden here? Why don't you go outside?" And he's like, I can't. They're, I, I'm scared of what they're going to do. And he says this quote, which is, do you think God stays in heaven because he too lives in fear of what he's created here on earth? What which, a bomb, which, man. <laughs> like, that, is, that goes so unnecessarily hard. That, I'm like, damn, I did not, I didn't need this right now. It's like, <laughs> damn, Robert Rodriguez, what are you doing? <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like. Did you need to keep that take? I felt like that. You could have said anything else. I feel like he was just saying that. Like, that was just Steve Buscemi, and they just they just caught him on a smoke break or something. But uh, anyway, that like that's like impactful. That's like uh, insightful. Like moments within a media in a form of media that may not be perceived that way. Because Spike, it's too. I hate to break it to you. Isn't that insightful of a movie? I mean, what are you saying, Spy Kids Two? The Island of Lost Dreams is not an insightful movie. It is for me, but maybe not to most people, you know, <laughs> so uh, unfortunately. But, you know, it, it's not what the mass general public may think is is insightful. But, like, what are what are some examples, like, you guys have thought of? 
Because that was the one that came to my head. Man, I want to be honest. I, like, I... Like something deep from, like, a kid show or, like, from a song that was not deep. You know? The thing that comes to my mind is always, like... um, this might be a, a bad example, but like in How the Grinch Stole Christmas, uh, mm-hmm. where you've got like Jim Carrey doing the Grinch thing. You know, he's just being wacky and goofy and everything. But um, he just like he goes on like this pretty like uh, like a deep journey to like just become a better person. And it's like watching it back now as an adult, because I love that movie and my daughter loves the movie. And so we'll watch it together, like sometimes at Christmas, sometimes at Thanksgiving, sometimes this past Tuesday, like in the middle of summer, Yeah, in the middle of summer, like when we're just craving for snow, stuff like that. Like we'll watch the movie, but like some of the lines and I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but just like the themes that is in a kid's movie. It's just like, whoa, but you know, it's cool because, um, Sometimes you can get lost in whatever you may be watching and then you just need to be reminded, hey, this is still like, you still live in like the real world and we have to like, you know, treat people nice. Yeah. Can I tell you a quick little anecdote before I do say my thing? Yeah, make it take a while. (laughs) When I still worked at Duncan, um, I was wearing no slip steel toed boots to work. And then you slipped? No. Oh. Um, And also like jean shorts because Mm -hmm. we had to wear jeans. And um, because of the boots and the shorts, if I needed to run and get something, I had to run like the Grinch because I could not move my ankles or legs the right way. <laughs> okay. You're I'll have to go back. I'll have to go back and watch how the Grinch ran. It's so funny. Okay. So now next time I watch the Grinch, if, if you get a text, it's like, I can't stop laughing. Or if it's my daughter say, please call 911. <laughs> You'll know <laughs> that I died watching the Grinch. Text me who yeah. lives an hour away yeah. to call that one. Yeah, one hundred percent. So what about your cringy media? What what do you what do you we're, think? We're an impactful now. Oh, yeah. Impactful media. <laughs> my bad. I'm gonna go attention. with the good place, my favorite show of all That's time. That's a good one. That's a good one. Because, like, it is, like, a comedic sitcom when it deals with themes of philosophy, but in the comedy is where it's, like, it's most deep and impactful, I think. Even when it's not trying to be philosophical necessarily. Yeah. You know what? I wanna I wanna take a different approach. What what makes the good place your favorite show? Um, it's just it It's a fork in good time. A man. Lot. Like, um So it, when, oh, I've, I've when got I started one. watching it, it was like the last two years I was still with my mom. Like living with her. And like it helped me not want to kill myself, so so it's not really content-wise, it's more the emotional connection that you had with the show? Well, I have that connection because the content also, like, mm-hmm. um, the character of Jana always, like, appearing really feminine, but being, like, not a girl, helped me come to terms with, like, my feelings of not a girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is cool, and I also really identified with Chidi and all of his, like, anxiety and About how obsessively like the, being yeah. an academic to, like, work through... His trauma of just living in the world. Yeah. So. Now, man, the good place is really good. Have you ever seen it? No. DJ? You you should take a look at it. the The first season is really, really, really good, and uh, the end of the first season is a twist and also a cliffhanger that basically is like, I guess I'm gonna watch another season of this show. I, I think I already know the twist. Can I guess? No. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. It's uh, it's not the good place. 
what the good place is is a synonym for he- heaven, right? I don't that, know. Is it like that? Like that's you the, just have to watch the like, show. Yeah, like I, I remember when this I, I show. Don't know. Do you know Zandra? I don't I know. I feel like nor deny. I feel like, like, my, my, I feel, my memory has been wiped because yeah. I think like that was the first. Uh, when I I remember promos for the show, and the promo was like, "Oh, Kristen Bell's character died, and she's gone to heaven, but she shouldn't have." Right, like that's the premise of the show. Yes, that's the premise of the first uh, season, yeah, or the, the first episode, I guess, and, and that's the, what sets the stage for the whole show. And the twist is that she actually did go to hell. That's what I'm assuming, right? Like she went to the bad place in, in a way, in a way. But it's the way that you get there. It's the aftermath and that second season, like literally the end of the first season. You're like, I guess I'm gonna have to watch another another season or two. How many seasons are there? I think four. there was four. Yeah, and four? it ended. It and didn't the fourth like, get one was filmed during COVID, so like, be gentle with it. Like, yeah. it's good for the circumstances. Yeah, and also I will say that it did end before it overstayed its welcome. It basically told one huge long car- uh, story arc and then ended. It wasn't like it dragged on and on and on. So I, I would give it a recommend. Um, but one okay. Moving on, I I did think of one finally. So um, when you were talking about uh, your the the one that you were talking about, I already forgot the good place. The good place. Thank <laughs> you. It reminded me of uh, another show, Lost. Um, Lost is so good. Yeah, I've only gotten through like most of the first season. Oh but man, it's so I watched good. I watched all the entire show basically in like two and a half weeks. I had to stop watching when it was looking like Saeed was gonna die because he's my favorite. Oh, Saeed was my girlfriend's favorite, and I'll let you guess why. He do yeah, be there, attractive. There's a reason why I started growing my hair out, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, okay, so. It, it's not because it, it was in an unexpected place because uh, Lost is very, it's very expected for Lost to get emotional because uh, just the things that it's dealing with, uh, which, I mean, if you haven't seen it, it's about uh, a group of survivors of a plane crash that get stranded on an island and then it, there's spooky wooky things that happen on the island. That's all you need to know. Um, the episodes that deal with Jin and Sun, who are the two Korean uh, husband and wife. Yes. The the story of Jin trying to earn uh, uh, Sun's dad's uh, respect and working for him and having to do like hits with the mafia and all this stuff. That though there were literal whole episodes where I would just be bawling like a child. Um, and then the very next episode would be like, oh, we're fighting polar bears in the Sahara. <laughs> like, it, it it totally was all over the place, but in a good way. Um, I really did like Lost, but um, that's, that's as much. Yeah, sure. Have you seen Manifest? Okay, so I tried to tried to start watching Manifest, which Manifest, uh, again, for those that y- of you that don't know, is kind of like Lost in that it deals with like an airplane crash, kind of. But basically what happened is that this plane takes off from, I think, like Japan or like Sydney or New York to L.A. So I, I don't know. It's a long flight. By the time they land... Nobody knows that they're supposed to be there. Like, uh, cops are surrounding the airplane, and nobody knows what's going on when they land. Come to find out that the plane has been missing for, like, four years. So what ended up being a simple flight for these people ended up taking four years for the entirety of the world. Then, on top of that, all of these people end up having, like, strange coincidences happening around them. Like, they have somewhat of superpowers or like uh they're a little prescient or they can kind of see into the future kind of 
um, everyone's got like their own thing. And so it's kind of like the story of all of these quote unquote survivors, but there was never like a plane crash or anything like that. It was just like they landed and then boom, it's been four years. Um, but no, I, I, I tried watching like maybe, I think I got through maybe five or six episodes and I was like, I don't care. That's is it funny. good? Is it good? To me, yes. Like yeah. when I started watching it, I was like, I could not stop. Really? And then I got to the end of the third season. And I was like, I can't wait for the fourth season. Didn't they and then a it? week, a week later, they announced it was canceled. And I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. So no, yeah. I mean, it, it, I'm a sucker for a good TV show. But they did a put out a fourth season on Netflix. Did they? Yeah. Oh, cool, cool, cool. It it's the last season. Oh, so I haven't seen it yet though. Okay. So it was like one of those seasons where it's just like, Hey, we accidentally got can't we. Not accidentally, they but were we got fighting canned. to get back on the air. Oh, so it's kind of like a Futurama deal, where yeah, like they got of. canceled by the network, but they still had a story to tell, and they've just found a place where they could tell the story. Yeah. Okay. okay cool. So, uh, but like uh, going back to the impactful media thing, like yeah. Avatar, the Last Airbender, the oh, show yeah. had tons of subject matter. The, the yeah. storyline with Zuko and his sister was. It was heartbreaking. Yeah. Like uh, Azula, right? Yeah. And how she had to like earn the respect of the fire god, or not the fire god, but the fire lord. Yeah, her, the fire lord, her father. Yes. Yeah. And like you're dealing with like subject matter of like revenge, like uh, Katara teaming with Zuko to go and track down this person who I believe killed Katara's mother. And they find him and he's just like a disheveled man. He's like, I don't care. I probably deserve it, but. Do what you need to, and Zuko of all people being like, revenge isn't going to fix anything. Right, you need to that and like subject matter of like genocide and like mm-hmm. feudalism and no, I like remember a ton of stuff. Uh, the episode because a Katara waterbender, yeah, right. I remember the episode where they f- go to that one island and she ends up learning bloodbending from that old woman. Yeah, and that was weird because like then she's trying to like. She's trying to not use it and then realizes that the only way that she can beat this woman is to basically bloodbend. And she has to like basically do this thing where she's like, I'm I'm like actually hurting this person. Like I am I am taking their life out of them. And it just having to see like a kid, essentially, or a teenager, I guess, go through that was crazy, especially when you consider the fact that this is a PG show on Nickelodeon. Yeah. Um uh, so, yeah, I mean, like, a lot of adult themes in that show, but it was really good. I mean, I even watched it with, again, I watched it with my kid, and yeah. she loved it. She she thought she was Katara anytime that we would go to, like, a splash pad. And also, one of, like, the As first... Yeah. One of the first instances of having uh, someone with a disability not really being defined by that disability, kind of overcoming it in a very unique and inspiring way with Toph. Oh, uh, yeah, being, where she, she couldn't see. She's very... She's blind, and she's uh, one of probably the best earthbender... Yeah. Uh, on the show, which is, you know, as a kid, you got to be really like inspired by that. Like, if you're a kid with a disability and seeing someone who is like you, no, I'm not talking about with some other disability. JP, what's no, the I'm matter just, with you? I'm just. <laughs> what's the matter? <laughs> she she was a blind character on a TV show. Do you guys not see the? Yeah, the, I get it. We get it. Sure. Because then, who would see it? Yeah. Right. I'm not saying, I'm not saying, you know, other people, other people have other disabilities besides being blind. I know. And, yeah. And they can watch the show and be inspired. <laughs> no. What would you expect me to be like? Uh-uh. <laughs> I mean, it's only blind. I really yeah. meant, <laughs> I really meant, honestly, I meant you to be like, wow, I totally get your point. I totally get your point. 
Thanks. Now we're uh, going on to our next talk. <laughs> no. Um. So, did anybody else have uh, any impactful media that they can think of at the top of my head? I saw the one the other day, and I thought it went fucking hard. So I watch a fucking channel, just like. There's a part of me that's like a really big nerd, you guys know, but then there's the sports part of me where I'm like, yeah, sports. So I was watching a college football show. It's the same side of your brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like watching it, and this guy just went, he was talking about a competition between two athletes. And he's like, yeah, you know, competition is great. Iron sharpens iron. And then he just goes, hungry dogs run faster. And I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? And then I thought about it. I'm like, man, I fucking get it. Hungry dogs do run faster. People who are hungry and who are competitive do want, are more competitive yeah, and do it's better. Amazing. It's amazing what a little motivation will do for you. Yeah, and so hungry dogs do run faster. Yeah. That is, uh, I, I've I never like heard that. it before. I like that. Yeah. No, and I, I agree. I agree. I feel like if you have motivation behind you, uh, you're a little bit more willing to do what it takes to get the job done for yourself. Yeah. And not only that, he says a college football program, if they're really good, Program. They're a program. Program? Program. Well. What's the next topic? So the next uh, the next thing that we're talking about here is kind of kind of one of the things that I really did want to get to. And to be able to do that, I'm just going to go ahead and play this video real quick. So I'm just going to turn, if you don't mind, just turn the mic up on here and I'll just do one of these little thingies. So I said that's what's fucked up. Like all you preach is insensitivity. But who's more insensitive than you calling someone a bigot? That hurts my feelings. You call me a racist? You're basically calling me a stupid person. I got your pronoun wrong on accident. I'm a fucking monster. You're a monster. You're saying, you know, I have my mom, like, somebody tweeted you're a pedophile. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Sorry, mom. And she's like, what the hell's going on? I'm like, eh, it's the internet. She's like, this is crazy. You're not bothered by this? I'm like, I'm used to it. Yeah. yeah. Which is even sadder. So that yeah. fucking sucks. That's what's fucked up. So that was comedian Mark Norman, which if you guys haven't uh, heard his podcast, uh, We Might Be Drunk, it's actually pretty funny. Uh, it's basically just him and uh, another comedian friend of his. They sit down and they'll split a beverage with a host or a few beverages, and uh, they just kind of like shoot the shit, which is pretty cool. But um, yeah, he's talking about uh, getting called a racist and getting called a bigot and all this stuff for just essentially just asking questions about... Uh, about things that he doesn't understand, which uh, I I don't know uh, how you all may feel out there about it, but I mean, I just think that in this world where everything, is, where it feels like we're walking on eggshells in how we have to treat people, which understandably so, I mean, we've kind of stepped all over everybody's feelings and kind of pushed people aside over the years, but in this day and age, why, why is it that we have to be automatically having or we, we it feels like we have to automatically have all the knowledge in the world or if not we're we're racist or we're bigoted or just by asking simple questions that uh we're not as good of people as we could be i mean isn't that the whole point of getting better is uh asking questions you know being able to understand um other people uh what, what do you guys think i don't like that you both turned to look at me <laughs> Oh, um, it's because this is a loaded topic, so yeah, I'm going to pass it off. Yeah, it is loaded like these tater tots, so. What tater tots? You got nothing in front of you, JP. They're in my pocket. Oh. <laughs> Want to get over here Sonic. and let me feel? 
double check. Ew. See if you got tater tots in there. All right, Zandra. So <laughs> what we were saying, uh, um, I mean, what, what's your take on this? Like, do you do you agree that we should be a little bit more understanding of people that may have questions about like uh, different issues? I mean, the world is changing and it's getting more accepting of people being different, which is, again, I'm not criticizing that aspect of it. I'm not saying that we shouldn't be tolerant of people and we shouldn't be accepting of people. But if we have questions, why why does it seem like uh, just by having these questions we are pieces of shit or bigots or anything like that? So it's complicated, which is a shit answer, I know, but let me explain. And it's a, a great movie with Rachel McAdams, I think. Yeah. I'm more of a Legally Blonde fan. That's Reese Witherspoon. Get out of here, you fake fan. Anyway. I I knew. I knew that. Don't care. <laughs> I just wanted to state that for the record. <laughs> I got that wrong on purpose. I'm like, it's just a matter of record <laughs> for me. Anyway. Look. Anyway. Um, so a lot of, not all of, but a lot of the people that are like, how dare you not know this, are like allies, but to a point where they're speaking for the people that any questions concern instead of amplifying their voices, which is an easy place to get to when you first start out and like being an ally and educating yourself on the issues. So, but it, that also does a lot of harm because they're like shouting over the people that are actually being affected. And it's also putting them in a negative light because like, Someone who's like, mm, what does it mean to be gay? And someone's like, how dare you not know? Like, people that are gay, like, that person that's asking, like, what's it like to be gay? They're going to be like, oh, you know what? I don't care anymore. Fuck you. Yeah. And that sucks. But there are also some people who are, like, the subject of whatever the question is um, that are also doing that, which is also not great, but they're typically, like, younger just figuring out their identity and, like, what that means for them and mm -hmm. in relation to the world. And they're kind of, like, misplacing that frustration and anger. But they don't know that, so they can't work on it. So that's why it's complicated. Yeah, so with, with this, and, and it was funny that you uh, brought uh, br you brought this up, and I'm, I'm glad that you did because it, it's been, like, on my mind. So, like, the concept of an ally, okay, <laughs> Every community needs allies. Mm -hmm. I, I won't sit here and say that they don't because, you know, uh, communities can get ostracized without uh, proper representation from, like, minor or uh, majorities and stuff like that. However, there's a lot of things that get brought up or that are being defended by, by these allies that end up just making it worse for the community that they're trying mm -hmm. to defend. So, like what you were saying, like the, a lot of these allies will be like, "You can't say this, or you can't act like, or how how bigoted are you, and all this stuff." When they're defending a group of people that one may not be wanting that person to defend them, okay. And I will stop speaking in hypotheticals, and I'll speak a little bit more precisely. Uh, and this is kind of taking a, a slightly different uh, view of it, but like the concept of Latinx. Uh, I'm a Hispanic male, you know, cis male. Um, I don't like the Latinx brand, not because it is exclude or uh, not exclusive, but inclusive or anything like that. I 100% get like, there are also Hispanic and Latin people that may not be subscribing to either male or female. Just we call, be called Latin is completely fine. Hispanic, 
you know? Um, I just feel like with the ter- with this whole X thing that people are keep adding on to, we didn't ask for that. Like I, I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, there, there's a brown people convention every year and I'm like a double attendee, you know, like I, I, it's not that, but I'm just saying that just for lack of a better word, it just sounds like some white people shit. Latinx. I get where you're coming from yeah. with that. I would like to say, I think that's where intersectionality comes in because like on I, out explain loud, for the, uh, for the, the dumbs. So like you could be a person of color and you're also queer. You're like, you ha- face multiple areas of marginalization. Right. Right. Um, and like your experience is like not uniquely like Hispanic and not, uniquely queer but it's like an intersection of being hispanic and queer Mm -hmm. it's a unique perspective um so like on out loud which is (sighs) the gayest show on the radio new medium we got to explain everything gayest show on the radio thursdays 7 p.m to 8 p.m only on 90.3 the rock streaming at wutkradio.com thank you i wasn't done (laughs) Wow, we're just we're just gonna dox everyone out here. Yeah, you already just gave away. Oh, dude, we said that we were at the University of Tennessee in episode one. Yeah, like, and if not, I just did. It been done. <laughs> Anywho, damn it. <laughs> Wanted oh to God. stay anonymous, but anyway, as you're saying, intersectionality, anonymous, anonymity. One of the hosts was Hispanic and queer. No, you're one of the hosts. No, one of the hosts. Was Hispanic and queer no longer on the show for personal reasons, but. Oh, Kinley? No. <laughs> Kinley is as white as they come, man. No, but uh, continue. Um, They preferred the term Latinx. Yeah. Some Hispanic queers don't. Mm-hmm. So it's like. See, yeah, and I, I'm not a Hispanic queer. I'm just a Hispanic normal. Yeah. You know? <laughs> sure. <laughs> You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Uh, don't Hispanic cancel me, please. Man. Please don't cancel me. I can't afford it. Oh, uh, I need work. <laughs> I know you're doing your best. Uh, yeah, no, and see, that that's the thing. I wasn't raised, I was raised by two parents that were I, I, boomers. Yeah, I was raised by boomers. And, uh, I mean, they were, I, my mom was 32 when she had me, and she was born in 61, and my dad was born in 59. So they may not be boomers, but they're definitely Gen X, 100% Gen X. And so they they were still like, they had that old world mentality where it was like, men is men, woman is woman, woman stay at home, men go work, like cavemen, you know? And so obviously I was raised in a different world with a different mindset, right? But I still developed in this, like this culture, you know? So it's like, I'm coming to terms, it's not coming to terms with, because that makes it seem like I was just like, Oh my God, I can't believe that there's gay people in existence. But it's like, I hadn't really had that like exposure to like, uh, like queerness or uh, homosexuality or anything like that. Because I mean, growing up in the South, that wasn't really that big of a thing. Especially where you're from. Yeah. We, we had maybe one or two gay people like period in the entire school. And so like, it wasn't that, I don't want to say that it was like a novelty, but it definitely wasn't uh, as uh, prevalent so now, obviously, that I'm a little older, you see a lot more people around, and especially, like, 
being in in college, you see a lot of uh, a lot of uh, uh, gay people. There's a big re- pride representation, which is great, but it's just ha- it's different, you know. And change can be a little bit scary for a lot of people, especially if you were raised in some in a culture that wasn't as tolerant of uh, homosexuality or queerness or uh, the LGBT community or anything like that. But it's still not like I, I just feel like people are ashamed to have questions and it seems like people are scared to speak out or to be able to like, you know, like meet your local gay person, you know, <laughs> like it, it, it's hey. like it, you guys don't, it, it's not like I'm asking you to have an open house where like you just sit on the street corner and you're like, come ask a gay person a question, yeah. you know, but it's like, it would be nice. You know? <laughs> no, well, well, it, it's, it's like, I understand that it is that nobody's sexual uh, orientation or anything should be anyone's business. Mm -hmm. But when we're being asked to be tolerant of something that we see as new, we might have questions. And I feel like it's not out of the realm of understanding to be able to expect that there are questions, you know, there, there's some, uh, it's really difficult because it sounds like there's some given, there's some take there. And, and if you want people to be a little more understanding, if you want people to be – to kind of gain that knowledge, you're either asking them to, A, do the uh, research on their, uh, on their own time, on their own terms, which in that case they just may not have the ability to or they or may desire. not – Or desire or may not know where to look. And the exactly. second is they'd have to interact with someone who does have that experience, have that knowledge, and um, – like you said, there's a point where no one's sexual orientation should be anyone's business. But if you're demanding that someone uh, show like uh, people like you some respect, uh, people who share your uh, interests, values, all that respect, there's a point where you got to let people know what they are, know about it, so that way they can act accordingly. So there is some give and take there, just like with anything, like with like religion, new ideas, new thoughts. I mean, there is a lot of give and take in any aspect of the world with any new idea. And so with all of these new concepts, you do have to give and take a little bit to help people understand. And that way they are more tolerant, more understanding and act accordingly in the future. Yeah. And I'm not like, and I'm sorry how this, this might come out, Sandra, but I'm not asking people to be understanding of the queer experience or to, I mean, even like people being gay or anything like that's not what this is. It's just to be tolerant and to not be a piece of shit, you know, like it's okay to have questions. And I mean, you cut me off if you feel like I'm going off the rails or something, but like, I feel like it's okay to have questions about changes in the world. And I feel like there still needs to be a space where you can make those questions just to be able to get a better understanding. Because if we don't answer questions, people just continue living in their bubbles, and that's how you have extremism rise, where it's like people just don't have the answers, and then they just keep getting fed this like propaganda to like hate, 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 and that's all they know because that's all the information that they're getting. But to be able to take that back, we then have to open ourselves up to be able to answer questions. So like if somebody, let's say, oh, there, there's somebody in one of my classes who uh, admitted in the first week of their class that up and that they obviously knew that black people existed, but up until they came to college, they had never once in their entire life seen a black person. They lived from like rural Ohio, you know, and 
there was like a track star right next to her to her it's like six five black dude and he like he's like seriously and she's like yeah he goes well, I mean, if you have any questions or anything, just talk to me. And it was not the reaction that you expected to get based off of his, like, initial seriously. I thought that people were about to start throwing down. I was like, oh, my God. And it was it was that exact thing where it was like this girl had absolutely no negative intention. She was just coming from a place of ignorance. And it is not a bad thing to be ignorant. We're all ignorant in one way or uh, in, on different subjects. I mean, I'm ignorant in a ton of different things because I just don't know a lot of things, but that's the whole point is asking questions to be able to gain knowledge. And let's be fair. Sometimes it's good to be ignorant because the more you know about things, sometimes is not the better. Now, in that situation, it's obviously better to learn more. But like, hey, if you want to learn about like, I don't know, crime or like terrible subjects, which I cannot say on this platform, maybe don't learn about them. Maybe yeah, stay it, ignorant. Yeah, it's one of those things where we, we were talking about it last week where it's like it's a give and take. You need to be a. Or we were talking about kind of like scams. It's 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 a judgment call on a lot of stuff. And with this, it's like I feel bad that I don't know what it's. I mean, it's I don't I don't regret not knowing what it's like to be gay because I'm happy being a straight male. But I can't properly empathize with the gay experience because I don't live in that community. I'm not part of it, you know. And I mean, like I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and be like, I don't wish for the best for the gay community because I do, you know, like I know what it's like to be on the other side, you know, like, like being the other, being othered in a situation, you know, and it sucks. It really does. So I couldn't imagine being like that and it not being something based off of what you look like, you know, because like with me, it's very easy to other me when it's just like, oh, you're a different skin tone. You know, with gay people, it's like, it's not just like the outside. It's like literally every fiber of who you are, you know, that, that they are othering. And it's like, I can see how people would be like really pissed off and how it would, it's, it's a very personal thing, you know, and I get that. I just don't, uh, I don't know. I, I, I wish that, I wish that there was like a, kind of like a, a, you know how like a presidents will, or presidential candidates will go on like a town hall meeting. Like, we definitely should uh, try and host, like, an Ask Your Local Queer. You know, like, maybe this Queer on the Corner. Both mm -hmm. of them with Ks. K-W-E-E-R. Queer on the Corner. No? No. Oh. Uh, Wait, we corner with a Q? Mm. Q-O-R. What, what, what did I say earlier? I have no idea, man. You were laughing about it. You were dying right before we came in, in the studio. Um, uh, it was a, was it gay forum or something? I don't know. But, uh, anyway, like, uh, it's, that's a, that was a weird, you know, not no, weird, but, but like, it, I, I feel like it's definitely a conversation that I would like to expand further upon, like later. You know, I don't, I don't think we have the time to get completely into it now because we do have to move on to a different subject. But um, before we do that. Xander, do you have any final words on this? Uh, I do, on actually. Thank you. Um, so I do agree that it'd be really cool if more people were open to answering questions. However, I will say that if you people have bad days, and it may not be that they're always unwilling to answer a question, like on an individual level. Like if you were to come up to me after I've had like a shit shift at work, and you were to be like, 
what do you mean you're non-binary or something? I'd be like, go fuck yourself. I don't care how well-intentioned you are. I'm not in the headspace to answer your questions. And that should be okay. I I gotta say I disagree. Yeah, I, I, and this is not, it's not an attack on your reasoning. What I'll say is that I feel like this is going to sound super, super conservative of me. Your feelings are your problem. I understand. Like, let's say if you had a bad day, I don't fucking know that, you know? And you know that I don't know that you've had a bad day. You know? I don't mean like you specifically. No, no, no. I, I, I mean I, like I, a random no, ass person. I, I completely understand okay. that. But even, even random person wouldn't know that you've had a bad day. If like, let's say somebody was just. You, you, you Homie, had a bad you can day. tell when yeah. I'm having a bad day. I, I know I can tell. No, like, <laughs> it is all over my face. It's in my stance. Like, I'm usually like, ah. Yeah, you're like, and if you come up. up to me when I'm like that, like, yeah. I no, think I mean, you got it on yourself. I, I yeah. feel like if you're coming up to if you're coming up to Xander when she's having a bad day, you know she's having a bad day. You're like, hey, what's it like to be queer? And you're like, Wah! you just go super saiyan. Yeah. Like, straight up. But, but no, like I, I, I get I get what you're saying, but what I'm saying, like, let's say, like, the average, the average Joe and uh the average uh, Joe two, yeah. Joe two. So like, average Joe walks up to average gay person who, let's say, is having a bad day, and it's just like asking a question. Or even, even a regular, like, just a, a, a straight cis person comes up to another straight cis person, and this, like, one of them is having a bad day. The other one doesn't know that. And I think this is this is a speaks to a, a separate issue, but one that is tied very closely to it is that people need. I feel like they need to be able to have a like a buffer between like how they feel about a certain or how they feel in a moment versus the way to treat people as a whole. And that goes for people on both sides of this. Like like whether you are having a bad day or having a great day, if you're having a great day, understand that there are some people out in the world at that current point that are having the absolute worst day of their life. Mm-hmm. If you are having the absolute worst day of your life, there are people out there getting married. You know, like there are people ha- uh, being born or having kids. Like it might be the worst day of your life too. No, <laughs> <laughs> man, you just really don't like kids. No. No, oh, I mean, in regards to the wedding, thing. Oh. which brings us to our next awful segment, weddings. Which is wait, go- I'm not done. <laughs> yeah, we're we're going to would you rather right after this? So let's let's finish up this uh, this topic. Okay, so maybe I don't immediately say go fuck yourself. Maybe I'm like. I'm having a bad day and I can't answer your question. No, see, and, and that that is 100% okay. But people treat me like it's not. And that's not okay. Yeah, exactly. No, and that, that's the thing. I feel like there's just like a level of we don't want to understand each other anymore. I feel like people at their core in the year 2023 right now don't give a shit about each other. And that's the part that's tough. Because we have a lot of stuff going on. We have been talking on uh, the last five episodes. And one of the things that we keep bringing up is that there's a lot of shit going on in the world. Okay? A lot of really tough stuff that people are having to deal with. we started this podcast. A lot of tough stuff that people are having to deal with. And the fact that that's happening is no excuse for being able for not being able to be an understanding and good person having some type of compassion and empathy for people that are one asking questions but two people that you are asking questions to like if you have a question about like a person that you would deem a quote unquote other uh whether it be a minority a uh a person of lgbt uh or anything you have to have some understanding that 
those are people. They are not your answer puppets. You cannot expect an answer or demand one because at the end of the day, it's still none of your business. And if you are jumping out on onto a branch to be able to be like, hey, I want to ask you this question. You need to also be prepared for the fact that you may not get the answer to the question and that that is okay and that you will live on and that everything will be fine. You will have other days that you can have that question answered, but there are some days where you just won't, like what you were saying. Some people may just have bad days, and some people may have good days, and it's just, uh, you know, take everything with, like, a grain of salt and, and just be kind to one another, man. Like, yeah. that, that's, the, that's the thing. Like, we just need a little bit more compassion in this world. I wish we had it. Yeah, but to go to uh, go to what you said, I, there, there's an interesting point about that is that say someone were, were to come up to you and you were having a bad day and you are just like, go fuck yourself. To that person... You might be, whether it's uh, whether it's uh, what appropriate or not, you may be the representation of the LGBTQ community to them. So if you treat them like shit, other they may think, "Wow, the LGBTQ community just treats people like shit." Same with like any marginalized group. That's just like something that will happen because ultimately, if you aren't like educated enough then you won't know. I mean, I've, I've had that happen multiple times, uh, like as a Christian where I would talk to people and they'd be like, yeah, you know, my experience with religion is really bad because people just treated me awful and I have to explain to them uh, that like, hey, they are not good Christians if they're treating you like crap. They aren't. They are not, they should not represent, you know, uh, this relationship and this uh, group that, you know, is all about love and kindness. And that's like with any group. Any person you meet is a representation of any group, whether it be like a sports team or a, a, like friend group or anything. So I just feel like that becomes very problematic. And ultimately, they're, like you said, just saying, hey, I have a ba- I'm having a bad day. I really don't want to answer this right now. Like, hey, we can answer it another day, just not now. That's like a good thing to do. It, it makes that like statement of like, hey, I won't be able to give you a proper answer right now. But going just right into, because that's what people will do on the internet. They'll just be like, hey, no, fuck you. That'll be really bad for the optics and the view of groups and communities who ultimately may not share that type of representation. I think that thinking that any one person is a true representative of the entire, like, community is just flawed thinking to begin with. Like, I am not representative of every Latino person. You are not representative of every white person. Mm -hmm. She is not representative of every uh, LGBT person. So I think that that, that's, like, it's flawed thinking, not of you. It's in this Mm -hmm. example because it's, like, a lot of people do think like that, that they think that there's one person that is, like, the representative of an entire community. And that's just not the case because a community is very, uh, is it homogenized? Yeah. Like there's a lot of things that go into what makes a community, a community. Mm -hmm. And there's no one person that exists. That is, this is all of gay people is this person. Like, let's say if you wanted to say that, for example, we all know who RuPaul is, right? RuPaul is not an example of every gay person. You RuPaul's know? not even a good example of every drag queen. Exactly. And mm-hmm. it, it, what, what I'm saying by that is that, like, RuPaul has flaws. RuPaul has great things about them. But what RuPaul doesn't have is a viewpoint that is not of RuPaul. So there are gay people in this world that are not flamboyant and that are not drag queens 
and there are gay people in this world that are great people like uh like harvey milk you know there are uh gay people that are terrible people like i'm sure that you could think of one off the top of your head but i can't think of any right now uh but uh, there are out there because being of a certain community does not is not representative of who you are as a person. It just means that you are a member of that community. You're right on all of it. Even the part where you say most people think like that. You may be right in all of that, but most people do that. We do tend to be like, oh, this person is this certain way. That must be how all people like. Yeah, act. no, exactly. I mean, that's how, uh, I'll just say when I came to this ca college campus, this undisclosed college campus, hopefully y'all forgot. Um, <laughs> when I met people in a frat, that's how I thought they all acted. They were all obnoxious. They were all ridiculous. They were all stupid. And that's how I thought they all acted. People do that with any type of group, community, whatever. They all do it with, they all do that because that's just kind of like how we are designed on a human level. Mm -hmm. And am I saying that's right? No, absolutely not. Am I saying it happens more times than not? Yes, that does happen. So I, I just think like that's uh, that kind of like treating people, you know, don't treat people like shit, guys. Yeah, I mean, I know that it seems like it's uh, very cut and dry, and that's kind of because it is. Like, just don't treat people poorly. Like, I know I grew up uh, being taught the golden rule, you know, like treat people the way that you would want to be treated. And I wouldn't want anybody to treat me the way that I'm seeing a lot of uh, a lot of LGBT people being treated out here. You know, uh, a lot of stuff changing in the world and some stuff not for the better. And I just uh, wish the best for all my uh, LGBT friends and folk out there because, Thanks. you know, it's a uh, it's a it's a tough world. Now, speaking of a tough world, we're going to move on to our highly anticipated uh, segment. It's our last little bit, and we've only got like a handful of minutes left. But would you rather? Mm-hmm. All right. I would rather not. No one asked. Hit the button. I forgot, no. okay. I forgot which one it was. All right. So I don't think you have it on the right one. So uh, would you rather? All right. Here's a good one. Here's a good one. Would I you rather? I have no idea what you just mouthed to me. Would you rather be immortal or die right now? Now, now be be completely fair and honest. Don't don't just be uh like have the the cool suicidal blase attitude about everything. But like what do you guys think? I'd rather be immortal. Yeah. So I could learn all the knowledge of the universe. What about you, DJ? Nope, kill myself now. Really? I have a very pessimistic view of the world, so I, I, I would just like, just like, I just feel like it's, it's like, I feel like the idea of them being immortal is kind of scary. Yeah. And I, I have a, I have a, what, a quote I heard the other day was, I have the spine where my spine should be. It's just a stack of cotton candy. Mm -hmm. And yeah. What's it like being a pessimistic Christian? You know? I here's the problem. Can't answer that in five minutes. <laughs> I really can't. That that dives into like a lot of like theological and like uh, quoting scripture and everything. I'll just say it's 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 like going through a very dark tunnel for like ten miles, and then like right at the nine and a half mile mark, seeing the light. 
it's it's a little difficult a lot of times, but you just got to kind of remember like, hey, you know, praise God, you know, Jesus is king. He's coming back. So, yeah. Okay. And here, okay. Cause uh, a lot of people may not know this, but I'm going on a journey of my own trying to like uh, go back into uh, Christianity. It's been taking me like about six months now. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm going to church regularly. Uh, trying to read the Bible as much as I can. I'm admittedly not doing it as much as I want to. And I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. You know, like I, I go to church and I'm trying to change the way that I speak, trying to change the way that my attitude is toward the world and everything because I got very, like, uh, pessimistic and very uh, uh, cynical for a long time. And I realized that I dislike cynicism at its very core. And I wanted to, you know, try and get a better, uh, trying to get better with myself and have like a, a more of an inner peace. But one thing that I've never understood is a lot of people are, uh, a lot of people always talk about wanting to, this is going so far off of what we were talking about. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. But th- I, I, can't I, I like help this. But ask. I like this. I, I like this. Um, and we, we might even delve deeper into this next week. So actually, you know what? Let's do that. We're going to go ahead and say it right now. We are finally going to pre-announce what we're doing next week. We are going to delve into Christianity and its impact on us next week. What what do you guys think? Wow. Can we just make it religion as a whole? We can do religion as a whole. Cool. Wow, that's that's a lot. Yeah. That'll be like a lot to think I feel like that's going to be the one thing we talk about next week. It's going to be perfect. Yeah, I feel like we've got a good... Yeah, we've got a great perspective of uh, opinions here from a from a, a Stonewall Christian, or I, I don't know. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like you, you're you're set in what you believe I'm, in, which is I'm, great. I'm you set know? in my faith. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's great. And I am, you know, trying to get into the same world. And then Zandra coming from the opposite perspective, where we've got somewhat of a, a more lax view of it would that be safe to say what would you say what would you say what term would define you probably agnostic okay yeah because like and that that's that's how i felt for the longest time i, I was like there's got to be something like i'm there. not necessarily like there is something i'm like there could be yeah like the possibility for anything the possibility fine. for it is there and that that's where my head was at but you know what We're, we'll get into that now let's get back to this would you rather uh so we with uh, the completely immortal or die right now. See, I also would say die right now because once you think like immortality, anyone that you've ever known or loved will die. In, That's like, going to happen first, anyway. Right. But you will not age from right now. Okay? It's not like you're getting old progressively for eternity, but you're just immortal. You, you Let's just say you stay like this until forever, you know? I wouldn't want, one, to go through the loss of every single person that I've ever cared about, then realizing that you can never care about another person because you're saving yourself the the pain. And then let's say there's a mass extinction and the earth blows up. You're just floating through the vastness of nothing that is space for eternity. That just, it to me, sounds like a fate worse than death. And that that's just that's my that's my view that, of it. That sounds like a uh, that sounds like that sounds like very idealistic of the like the closest representation I can think of is I have no mouth and I must scream. Yes. That kind of sounds like the same idea mm-hmm. of like man being in this place like 
specifically the floating in space part, but being in this place where I'm doing the same thing over and over again and consistent. What did I say? No, you didn't say anything. Space. I just, you read I, another Would You Rather. I just read our <laughs> next question. Okay. But being in space and, like, dealing with, like, this torment of... Because I assume if you're immortal, you're constantly, like... I assume my idea of immortality is if you get killed, you just immediately come back to life. So you're constantly dying in space from suffocation and then coming back to life. And that fate does seem worse than death. And that would be terrible. But I don't know. So what's our next question, JP? That was so funny. Would you rather have teeth for okay. pubes or pubes for teeth? Pubes for teeth or teeth for pubes? Yep. Teeth for pubes. Pubes yeah. for teeth. You going to just filter feed from now on? How are you going to eat? Uh, okay, so <laughs> assuming they work like, are we assuming like the teeth, if they are pubes, work like pubes or they work like teeth? Well, they're in your mouth to eat food. Pubes for teeth. Okay, if I'm assuming they work like pubes do, cut them, put in dentures, boom. That's cheating. That's cheating. I don't care. Hey, I hate to say this, this is going to sound really bad. My old high school football coach used to say, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. So... Okay. Well, how about this one? Would you rather be constantly sticky all over your body or constantly itchy? Constantly itchy because I already am. Constantly sticky. I cannot stand being sticky. Not me neither. I, I don't know when itchy gets uh, itchy just is a little too. I'm a little too, I don't have impulse control when it comes to like an itch. If I have an itch, I got to scratch like right now. Um, but like if I'm sticky, I can kind of handle it better than I can an itch. I don't know. Would you uh would you rather be a door or a window? I'd rather be a window. Everyone looks through me anyway. Yeah, I feel like people are happier. I don't happier. want people always touching me. I feel like people are happier uh, with a window. Like, you know, like you got a window in your room. You're like, oh, look at the view. Or let me open it up and get some air. It's closed. <laughs> or let me ignore the shit out of this window. <laughs> And I get annoyed every time people walk past it because I can hear everything. Uh, Would you guys rather have gills for lungs or scales across your entire body? Scales. What was the other one? Would you rather have gills or scales? Scales. I'd be be like a lizard. I'd rather have (laughs) gills and be able to, like, breathe underwater. But all over your body? I can hold my breath for a really long time. No, 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 no. Gills for lungs. Like, like you just have, like, gills, like, right here, like, uh, like Harry Potter style. Oh, then gills, yeah. Yeah, I no, thought it was I like gills all over your body. No, no, like, no, no. It's like, uh, like, have you guys ever seen the boys? I thought no. it would be like Aquaman. Oh no, yeah. Oh, it, like the like, boys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's oh, got gills know. on his ribs. You I know? don't know about that one. Because like, if I had scales, I would be a freak anyway. But if I had like gills there, I'm already people wouldn't know. Yeah, we know. Uh, if I had gills there, then like, I would just be like, oh, they take your shirt off, and then this little kid screaming. You know, I don't know. And the last one is one that I've already asked you guys, but I really wanted to ask it again. So would you guys rather sweat mayonnaise or not be able to tell the difference between a muffin or a baby? A uh, muffin and a baby. Yeah. I would just, it, the dark side of my brain, it's just like throw every muffin you see. I was thinking more about eat like every eating baby. Them, <laughs> trying to eat a muffin. Yeah, so <laughs> well, what if like you looked at something, you're like, oh, that's a baby, and you went to eat it? For the record, Wait, is it switched? I don't hate kids. 
No, okay, so you cannot tell the difference between a muffin and a baby. So you go to the store and you're like, let me get some poppy seed babies, <laughs> you know? Okay, so are you saying if I see a baby, that might be a muffin? Or it might also be a baby because you cannot tell the difference. But okay, so then like I feel like that's kind of like where would it's I It's a gamble. Where, it's a gamble. Where would you, I You you know that you will be sweating mayonnaise. You know that for a fact. Where But uh, every baby and every muffin is a toss up. Yeah, but if I go to a bakery and I see a case full of babies, I'm going to know. I'm like, "Oh, will you?" Then muffins. You cannot tell the difference. Are you saying then I don't have the information to Like distinguish? every every bakery says maternity ward. Let's just say I don't know. I made that. I, I I'm getting this from a Reddit post. So you're saying I wouldn't be able to comprehend the idea of baby or muffin, so I wouldn't be able to distinguish between them. Exactly. Oh, that's a different approach. Or Still that sweat mayonnaise. Still baby. Uh, Sweating ima- mayonnaise is fucking disgusting. No, imagine like you just run through a field of potatoes. Boom, tater salad. No. no. <laughs> what? I don't you're a monster. Like mayonnaise. I don't oh. like the taste of mayonnaise. If it's potato salad, I'd prefer it be made with sour cream and mustard. Man, he's getting late. <laughs> We've been running for an hour and 20 minutes. But hour and 20 minutes. I just want to wrap up. Xander, why don't you hate kids? I mean, they're not that. I don't want to be like around a bunch of kids or anything all the time, but I don't hate them. Well, kids don't want to be around you. Oh. I'm not surprised. That is, uh, that's a... That's a, uh, we're, we, I'm not doing that. <laughs> like, but, their uh, screams are annoying. <laughs> they're just, so needy. You're like, I don't hate kids, but I'm going to list us. every reason I hate But sometimes they're fun, kids. and I like to talk to them. They ask interesting questions. Kid, they're very what, inquisitive. Kid, what do you think about the current economic state of Switzerland? No, this not eight, like that. This eight-year-old's going to be like, I don't know. I don't even know about the current economic state of Switzerland. Well, Why would I ask them that? Well, you should. Anyway, this has been a podcaster's guide to the void. DJ Squared, here with Sandra, JP, and we will see you next time.